Hey shit talkers, welcome back to part one. Make sure you have listened to part one before jumping into this. Enjoy. I had a friend who, to- who reached out. I was like, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm planning to go to Tanzania, but I had a friend who visited and said the food wasn't. She complained on Instagram or some social media that the food wasn't amazing, and she was shocked because this girl has been in that country for two months and still hasn't found a place with amazing food so i was like i asked them like where did she go eat it's like oh you know kfc whatever i'm like you can't come from america eating kfc where it actually you know and then going to tanzania eating kfc we are copying shit so of course our kfc won't be exactly so of course you're not going to find authentic food. Who told you go find authentic food in KFC? If you actually, and I told them like if you go and go to Tanzania and want to enjoy the food, eat the street food. I was going to say And that. I know sometimes it might not agree with your stomach because anytime you eat food your stomach is not used to. So I told her to carry the 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 what is it called? I keep forgetting the name of that medicine for your stomach. Uh for like nausea and stuff. Uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I told her to make sure she eats cuz Tanzania our culture comes from the food and the food is not the one that's made in hotels. It's the street food. Like I constantly tell people if I could get the street food here child, I wouldn't even come back to Tanzania. <laughs> cuz I I only go home for the food like literally and when I go home my dad knows. My dad is like Half of the time, Paula is eating outside in the street, and I sometimes wake him up at midnight so he can take yes. me to some of his joints because our food, our street food, is open until four, five a.m. Like for well, more than someone that's never been to Tanzania, what is like a, a authentic Tanzanian dish? Like, what I wouldn't know what it is. Chicken. Uh, well, chicken. we have uh, zege. So yeah. zege is literally just fries. But homemade fries, not the fries you go, not the frozen fries. Like you literally cut potatoes and cut them into pieces of fries and make them and then put egg on top of it. Once the fries are done, you put uh, egg on top of it and you make it so it becomes one round thing with fries and eggs. Mm. So we call it zege. Shut up. I don't know if that sounds good or... I don't know what that sounds like. That sounds wild. Oh, it sounds so good. And I make a very mean-ass thing. Like, when I <laughs> when I lived there, my friends would literally come to my house almost every Friday for me to make them zeg. And I'd be like, okay, I'll cook your bring alcohol. So we used to do this thing where they bring the alcohol and I'll make... Because sometimes I have to make zeg for six, seven people because they constantly tell other people. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm bringing this, I'm bringing this. I'm like, I'm one person cooking this shit. <laughs> so, but we would sit and just drink because at that time we were getting tired of going out and clubs and shit. You know, when you when you realize your teen years are kind of dying down and now you're getting into where you prefer just chilling at home and cooking and drinking and talking. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Conversational. Yeah. Uh, All right. Anyway, we kind of drifted so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you spell that? Let me write that real quick. And then we'll keep Z- it. Z E G E. Z E G E? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm stoked. That sounds amazing. And if you come to Atlanta, I'll make it for you. Once we are baked. 100%. 100%. Once we are baked. Yeah, (laughs) yes. I'll bring the weed. But you know, anything you eat baked, you'll find nice. So maybe I'll do it before you're baked, and then I'll make you try one after you're baked. Oh, other way. Okay. 
I'll bring yeah. the weed, you can use it, yeah. Yeah! yeah it's the plan. <laughs> so, next question. It, it, okay. So, what did you learn about yourself through this journey? Great question. Um, well, uh, when I started this, you know, I told you that, uh, you know, I was in a real difficult mental health spot and I was real depressed and I didn't know how to continue. And so when I was, when I was starting this, I was so scared uh, about approaching strangers and saying hello to people that I came up with a script and the script was, I'm going to go up to people and I'm going to tell them I'm photographing people all over the world, but only when I see something beautiful. And in this moment, I see something so beautiful. Would you mind if I got your photograph? When I would tell people that, everybody told me no. 95% of the people told me no. Because you sounded kind of fakeish, like you're well, kind of trying to hit on them. <laughs> I just sound like, yeah, I wanted to sell them something or like when you approach stranger, you got one second to get their trust or they're the fuck out of there. You know, because any, I think if I approach you to get your picture, you're going to wonder if I'm trying to, if I want something or if I'm selling you something. So I can oh, convince I'm you that. I always you know, say yes to pictures. <laughs> from a stranger, yeah, too. So, so then, like, I, I kept saying the script all the time, and, and everyone told me no, and I got so beaten down by all the rejection that I just finally just said, fuck it. And I just started to just say, listen, and I had started to ask people from vulnerability because I was just beaten down and I was tired and exhausted. And when I asked people out of vulnerability, everybody said yes, everybody. It went from 95% to, like, 10% that would tell me uh, no. And so I was like, what the fuck is going on? What I realized was that, you know, we have so many people these days being a, a presentation, social media, and they don't really know who they are. And, uh, you know, it's so important for people to find out who they are and just to be that person and to lower their walls and to be vulnerable and just to be truthful with people that are around them. Because if I've learned anything at all, it is that when you're vulnerable with someone, a total stranger, it doesn't matter. I've done this in the most complicated countries all over the world. When you're vulnerable first, people always meet you right back in the middle. They see that it's okay and they will give it right back to you. And then you get to have a real conversation. You get to really get to know someone. And I have people all over the world that tell me, I haven't even told this to my wife. I haven't even told this to my father. I haven't even, they're telling complete secrets to a stranger that they just met two minutes ago just because I'm the only person that's listening and I'm vulnerable with them. So they know when you're vulnerable that you can be trusted because you can't fake vulnerability. It's something that's felt, you know? So just be yourself. Vulnerability and compassionate. Those two things are powerful. I would say you could fake compassion, but you can't fake vulnerability. My, I'm, I'm a good read of energy, so you can fake compassionate with me. Like, I can read till you read. And, and when it's sincere, you read till you sound sincere. Like, you can feel it. You're like, yeah, this nigga just fucking with me right now. And then you're like, oh my God, you actually for real. <laughs> well, I faked you. I'm actually, I'm a serial killer that lives up here in the woods. That I <laughs> You thought I'm nice this whole time. So. You know, with your beard and shit and your two cats. The cats, yeah, come on. Like, like the evil supervillain just pet my cat this whole time, so. All right. <laughs> so, what did you want to accomplish with this project? I mean, I didn't start this. To, I just, I, all I wanted to accomplish was to stay alive, uh, to get out of my head and find a reason worth, that life is worth living. That was it. I didn't, I didn't tell anyone that I was doing this trip. I didn't have any social media when I was on this trip. I didn't, no one knew what I was doing. And when I came back, I started to, you know, just tell people the things that I learned and 
people said, you know, uh, like you should do a TED talk. And so I did a TED talk and, and the rest of this came from that. But I would have never done anything with this because again, I wasn't trying to accomplish anything except find a reason that life is worth living. What I what I ended up finding was that, you know, the world is, is so full of so many people um, that are absolutely willing and want to share in their life with with you but first you have to reach out and you have to say hello first and it's always hard it's always difficult there are people that might say no but 90 99% of the people will say yes and so all I want to accomplish now is to just continue to remind people that I still don't know what I'm doing I've never known what I was doing all I learned was just how to be myself and how to be vulnerable and that unlocked the entire world to me and now I only do this in the single most complicated places. I just did this in Jamaica for five weeks so that I would do it in a country where I was always the minority as a Caucasian. I wanted to be the minority. I wanted to be the one that stuck out. Complicated country and it was magic. It was pure magic. Everything in that country just bent in my favor. People are so wonderful and lively. And but the thing is, Africans are always more nicer, you know. <laughs> well, to be determined, I'll be bringing this there, trust me. So, um, I did this in Venice, I did this in the murder capital of the world, Caracas, Venezuela. I mean, I go to dangerous, crazy places and I connect with drug dealers and I connect with pimps and I connect with everybody because hey, I, if you need a plug, drug dealers are the uh, right people. <laughs> Yeah, no, and they're real, you know, they, they, they're they real because they're not bullshitting anybody out there. And I like people that are real. I like people that tell the truth. Drug dealers are one of the realest people because they don't play with their shit or their own. So if they show love or whatever, it's like real. Like, it's well, not also, just... drug dealers got to be perfect with, with reading people. They got to, they're always in danger. So they're always... Because they're constantly looking for, are you the papa? Yeah, <laughs> so that's a good... If you think you're yourself, go up and connect with the drug dealer and they'll tell you right then if you are yourself or not, you know, because they'll call you out immediately or they just won't say a fucking word to you. They won't talk to you. They feel that. So doesn't matter who we're in this time in our country and in, in politics where we think we're so divided from people. But that's because people like to focus on stuff that divides us when I don't own a TV. I haven't watched the news in six months. I have no fucking clue what's going on. All I do is go out into the world and I'm just myself and everything opens up and I find a million more things that I unite with the world. It doesn't matter if I'm in Jamaica or if I'm in Atlanta or if I'm, it doesn't matter where. We're so much more common than we allow ourselves to believe and we can connect in that rather than even thinking about things that divide us. And if they do, we get, we can learn from the other person. I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for what you believe because I don't know why you believe in that. True. That's kind of how why I started my podcasting and like how my, why my podcast keeps going on, anyways. Right. So what I was gonna ask, what has this brought to you? And you mentioned TED Talks. Anything else that this hello from a stranger way it started is just you saving yourself, and then it brought you to things that you weren't expecting, like the TED Talk. Yes. Um, here's what I learned that everyone should learn is that we, what we were just saying about life is about asking but here's the cool thing the the big shift in this whole project was when I stopped asking people for photographs I started just telling them I'm taking this photograph this is fucking beautiful I love this I'm curious I'm taking it in every single person, you don't have a choice because I'm so excited and you read that I'm passionate about it 
I have people that have no clue what I'm doing, but they always give me the picture every single time. And and here we are in this time where it's like, we think it's okay to be like uh, meek, I guess, or to be, you know, and it's good to be quiet and it's good to be calm. It's good to have peace. We do need that. But we also need to tell people what what we need and we need to ask people for what we need because we need to give it to them and we need to inspire them to ask us and, and tell us too. So that's what I shifted my whole life into. Um, every major insane dream that has come true after this was because I didn't ask anymore. I just started telling people, this is what we're doing. So I'm on this train, either get on the train with me and let's go. We're out to change the world. Or it's okay. If you don't want to get on it, that's okay. But you got to get out of the way. You can't stand in my way. I'm going, I'm going to change the whole damn world of my life. And there's no turning back from here. And so join it or not. But when you tell that now HBO and now, you know, the show and uh, the books and the, every single thing in it um, came from that because now people are just, they're just excited because they see how passionate I am. And because I don't ask them, hey, hey, would you guys, could you guys, like, I just say, listen, I know that we're out there doing beauty in the world and I don't have an ego. Like I'm out there just trying to make a difference and join us or not. And it works even in very simple ways where we want to meet, you know, we want to tell our friends uh, something that we're struggling with. You know, we want to tell our friends something that uh, we need to talk about. But if we say, hey, can I talk to you about something? And that is the right thing. Um, But, you know, people are busy and people are distracted a lot. And so sometimes you got to say, hey, listen, sit, I got to talk to you. I got to tell you something, you know, Um, rather than just asking, just tell people the truth and be passionate about what you believe in. And, and that's true because and that's true because i mean you got published there uh, in the national geographical you got featured in the boston globe you have a book uh the world i see which kind of reminds me of humans of new york i don't know if you've actually <laughs> absolutely oh he is yeah fine. you guys need to collab because you He's know you guys are doing yeah Love so with all that how has that made you feel and tell us a little bit about the book I mean, weird. Uh, I only did so after this got really, really deep, and I really started to understand vulnerability and connection. I had it, uh, you know, it was hard for me to tell those stories to everybody because most times when I'm, if I meet you on the street, we're going to have this beautiful connection and, and conversation. I'm not recording it, I, I'm just there with you, and that's an important part of that process. But um, so I really wanted to just keep showing people what was going on and why this is so important and so i realized that we we got to film a show we got to do a show on this and i wanted to do an anthony bourdain style show and so i didn't at this time it was only pictures so i didn't know how to share what this project was and so i realized we needed to do a book um, to be able to show to networks to be able to pitch for the show so then i wanted to make a book but i don't know how to make a fucking book and so i went to la and made just met strangers made relationships in la and then they we just messed around and then they introduced me to a, a designer and this guy we had no money we didn't know what the fuck we were doing and this guy walked in and said uh he was this la hoity-toity you know uh like we're gonna decide if we want to work with you and and he said that and uh and i just said listen what I'm doing is is not something I want to be rich off of or be famous off of. In fact, I hate the spotlight. Like, trust me, I'm not trying. If I, if I had my way, I wouldn't tell anybody what I was doing. But 
what this is makes makes a difference. And so it's not you deciding if you want to work with me. It's me deciding if I want to work with you guys. We're doing this no matter what. So you're the, you're coming with us or not. And then he's like, okay, we're coming with you then. Boom, we got the book. If I would have sat there and been like, yeah, okay, well, please, like, please. When they smell you're desperate, they play you. But when they know, listen, I'm yeah. still going to do this regardless. Yeah, you don't have it. You can either do it or not. But we need to be best friends because I'm poor as well and I have so many projects that I need to be done. <laughs> so for a person who constantly says, I, ne- I didn't have money, but I got this done. We need to talk more, okay? I'm just saying that. You're my future yeah. BFF from now on. We're already BSS for life. I'm coming to Atlanta, you know that. Already. I know. I'm going to cook for you or you're going to bring me whatever. Bad from wherever. Yeah, we're best friends at this point because I don't cook yeah. for nobody. Not that easily. <laughs> well, that's the secret of the right there. Yeah, someone cooks for you. I love it. Love it. Oh, uh, so, Monday night dinners. You guys just celebrated your 50th celebration, which, oh my God, I need to attend one of these. But for those like reading about it and envisioning it, and it's just an amazing concept, an amazing thing, and something I would totally fucking do yeah, so please. please do tell us about monday night dinners well the only reason i love to talk about these is because every time i do i get stories from people in atlanta now that are like i love this idea so much that we're doing this dinner too in our city and i get this from people all over the country and now you got the whole city or the whole country doing these dinners and that's how we connect the country together we just bring it bring and so, I swear, if i had a backyard or a big enough space i would because even with my small space, I host as much and I constantly have people, yeah, you can bring whoever, but I don't have a big ass backyard to, to, yeah, to, yeah. to, to. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, it starts, it starts with a small table, you know, it starts with a small group and grows from there. Pretty much when I was, uh, when I was, you know, I really started to understand connection through this project and I came back and, uh, I, you know, I still, I lived in a small town where everyone's kind of in a bubble in a lot of small towns like you kind of hang out with the same people you went to high school with and then you know you hang out with the same group that you've known your whole life and I was this outsider and so I came into this city as an outsider and I would talk to people and and I would say hey do you know so-and-so and And I realized that everyone's in these bubbles and so I was like well fuck that um I when I grew up my mom did this thing called Monday night dinners this is where this all came from my mom and she, when we were all leaving the house, she just said, every Monday night, we're going to have dinner together. Like, we're going to come home with that. Every Monday, I don't care. Like, we don't have to talk about anything crazy. We, just, I just want to make sure that we stay close. And so when I was here, and I was still feeling a little lonely and disconnected and trying to get to know people, I just figured we needed a Monday night dinner. Here. But I didn't know what to do. And so I did what I do in the world. I just started walking around and just saying hello to strangers, bank tellers, grocery clerks, strangers on the street, people at a coffee shop. And I was just like, hey, I'm going to have this dinner at my house and I want you to come to this dinner at my house. And they're like, well, what is it? Is it a business meeting? It's like, no. Is it a networking meeting? It's like, no. Is it political? It's like, no. It's just fucking sitting around the table and having dinner together. And so I was so scared. I was so scared. And I always want to remind people, I was scared out of my fucking mind. Making the first invite because I was just like, what if no one comes? So, quick question. The first dinner, did you cook all the food? I did. And uh, we should have, we should do a documentary on the first, like, 10 and listen to all the people that had to eat my shitty food with the kitchen burning down and burnt pizzas 
and Roger. You know, I, I was gonna I was gonna say the day I cook for you, Ziggy, you're gonna cook me something, but now that the way this story is going, yeah, well, I'm well, like, well, okay, well, never mind. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, <laughs> We're eating out. We're getting carry out if I'm cooking, and I'm putting it in the pan and heating it up for you. Okay. <laughs> I just can't cook. I it just I don't. It doesn't work in my brain. But um, yeah, I used to like you know I didn't have a lot of money, but I just wanted people to feel like they could just come and they didn't need to bring you know money. They didn't need to have money or anything. But I would ask people is bring a side dish, a six pack of beer, or a bottle of wine. We're gonna Something. put all in the middle of the table. Yeah, like a potluck. Because I also wanted to keep people involved and in, as a part yeah. of it. I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted it to be about everyone. Yeah. And so the first dinner, we had 11 people come. Blew my fucking mind. Cried like a baby that night. I was so blown away that 11 Because 11 is a lot for a first time, especially when you're inviting strangers and they're looking at you like, why am I going to rush for dinner? Is he about to yeah. kill me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was so proud of them because think about that. Some stranger invites you to this house. You don't know anybody. That's scary as shit. Just on a, on a personal, like interpersonal level, like, bunch of strangers that's a nightmare to most people so i was proud of them i was like man i'm a crazy fuck but y'all are crazy <laughs> me, so <laughs> but you see most of the best ideas comes from crazy ideas yeah, like exactly. it has to be crazy for it to work for it to work yeah to be for it to be different too because everything's normal yes so and look what you accomplished and the thing i believe about that when i read about your monday night dinner is that half of us are lonely in this fucking world yeah just because we are outside and we look happy and you come and yeah, walk and I'm smiling. That's my job. I gotta smile. I gotta say, I'm glad to help you or whatever. But you actually don't know what I'm feeling inside. So for me to be around people, whether I know them or not, but to just talk to a, a friendly face, a new face, just somebody yeah. sharing a meal, that that's, that's something most of us crave, even though we won't say it. Sure. It is sure. in us. What I want to remind you, like, it's hard for me to do that also. A lot of these, I start Monday night dinners because I didn't want to be alone. And, and it was hard for me to ask people to come here, but I'm okay with leaving my comfort zone. But I, I respect fully how hard it is for, for people to do that on a personal level. And it's still hard for me to do that. I just knew someone had to do something to bring people together. And I was just going to try because that was the one thing I, I don't, I, I'm not worried about feeling stupid. Like I do feel stupid and it hurts my pride sometimes, but I'm used to being rejected. I'm an artist. Like my whole life is rejection. So you can reject me. That's, that's fine. And it's going to hurt a little bit, but you know, I'll make it through it. But um, yeah, a lot of people just, it's, it's catastrophic. if they get rejected and, and, and well, I've worked through that process a little bit more. Well, Adam, we thank you for making yourself feel stupid and allowing <laughs> us to have, Monday night's dinners, you know, and um, to yeah. let it grow in different states and countries and everywhere, you know. So, and anyone that starts a Monday night dinner, I will send you a handwritten, uh, autographed book and with a note in it, thanking you for starting a Monday night dinner. So, email me and tell me you're starting a Monday night dinner in your city, please. Anyone that hears this, and then uh, I will send you a book, and I will also. We have a show that's going to be, that's not announced yet, but we're going to be doing Monday night dinners all over the country. And then we're going to be, uh, me in a city for one week, all strangers that I meet in that. And I'm going to invite all the strangers to have dinner in, in random cities all over the country. And so if, if people set it up all over, we're going to come to it also. And uh, we'd love to join it. So set up your okay. own day. Coming. 
<laughs> yes, I have my workout in this 2022. Right. We won't bring Adam to Atlanta. What do we got better to do? Come on, we're all going. The world's ended. We might as well go out and live it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Every day there's a new virus. I say I'm tired, but oh, you know what? We have two more here. questions before we end this. So I'm curious. Um, we have talked a lot about photography, but I'm curious to know, like, why photography, and what other future projects you got in play? Because again, 2022 just started, and I know you're you'll be traveling soon for for God knows how long. But yeah. Uh, hundred years plus. Uh, this is the jealousy me talking right now. <laughs> I, I've heard you. I think you travel maybe every bit as much, if not more than me. So No, not 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 I, I I traveled fancy at that time, at that age, at that Tina. I haven't traveled your travelish, which is what I want to do, and I'm jealous and mad. And every time you share your 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 travel plans just know inside i'm 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 i'm, I'm just I'm know the world, the world i'm kicking you in your face the and... world waiting for you just as much the world's waiting for you to come <laughs> do it and remember i started this with nothing i didn't even have enough money to come back from that trip so. yeah you keep talking about this no money say we're best friends hey. we gotta share this with <laughs> i mean it's not like i'm <laughs> rich because i got so much plans in me so you know we're gonna talk <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk on the side later. Yeah, BFFs, come on. The reason I started photography was that I was traveling so much, but I, you know, people don't like, unfortunately in this country, like people don't like to be told stories. Like, like they'll take a story, but remember the first traveler I met said, you better have your elevator speech ready because people give you 45 seconds. I don't care if it's the most significant story of your entire life, people won't. And so I really wanted to show people what I was seeing. I wanted to show the beauty of the world. I wanted to show these places. And I found that a picture was able to tell the story. And then maybe someone would look at it and say, hey, tell me what's going on here. And then I could tell them the story. But above all, I just wanted to capture it for myself, but also to show people what the world is like. And now with, with what I do today, it's, it's a very tremendous honor that um, I, I found a way to be able to photograph someone's natural personality their essence like who they are with their shield down a vulnerable person and it's the way that i already see people you know it took me years to figure out how to take a picture that i already saw like i'm not making up these pictures i'm not moving people to get a more beautiful picture i'm photographing exactly what i see what's right in front of my face what's in front of all of our faces but in that i'm able to show people the way that i see them when I show them the way that I see them, I think people are a little bit kinder to themselves. And, you know, people see how a stranger views them, which is just beautiful. They see the way, and I explain it. So now it's just, you know, uh, it's a direct extension of my eye. It's like, hey, I saw this. I saw you. This is what I saw that was beautiful. And that's why I came up to say hello to you. And then here's that picture. And then I give everyone that picture. Everyone I meet in the world, I say, here's my card. I'm going to send you this picture. You just got to email me and I'll respond with this picture. No watermarks. You get it. It's for you as a thank you for this, but it just connects it all together. It's really, really nice. And that's why I do the weddings and that's what I do with strangers. Future projects? Change the whole Nothing fucking world. Not- I don't know. Change everything. Change the world. I mean, we, we want to... Alonzo needs a hell of strangers. So <laughs> just FYI. 
definitely going to do more domestic. Uh, and I need to go to Texas. I need to go to New Orleans. I need to get my fill of the South. Uh, so Mississippi. Oh my God! You should do New Orleans during Mardi Gras. I don't. That's all the chaos. Like maybe a mix. But that's like, when you get because people are drunk. I feel like the stories are going to be more. <laughs> Yeah, but they're gonna annoy the shit out of me unless I'm every bit as drunk as them. So I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But it's New Orleans. Everybody's gonna be drunk. (laughs) I love New Orleans because you can get in a smoky basement in a dark corner and hear the best gypsy jazz concert your whole life with a notepad, and no one's gonna. Oh, it's the fucking best. But, but yeah, I want to. We are in our final. We just filmed our pilot. Um, we're expecting that to be picked up and then we're going to have the show and then you're going to see the show and then we're going to take it all over the world which is the plan so what show the monday night dinner hello from a stranger is uh, ah. next uh tony anthony bourdain left us with his hole in the in programming and tv and all i've ever wanted to do is fill a little bit of that hole and so that's where we're ready to do amen um so um I know this wasn't my my actual question, but I'm just curious. Um, when you date somebody, do they make you take so many pictures of them? Because <laughs> I definitely would. Like, oh my god, you like taking pictures? Like, I like taking my pictures taken. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, sweetheart, here's my rate. Here's a <laughs> personal paparazzi. You gonna <laughs> listen? You're still I... gonna get paid in other ways, in other forms, <laughs> in other ways. You're gonna be happy, okay? Look at that hospital right there. I I only, these days, I don't even have my camera on me that much. Like, I only photograph what I feel, like, really excited and passionate about. So what I really tell people is put your phones away. I have never approached any person in the entire world that was just staring at a phone because that doesn't interest me. I care about the people that are paying attention, that are looking around, but I also care about the people that wear something that they make you stand out. You know, you look unique. You wear something that might have been hard for you to wear. Like, you know, your your beautiful glasses and, you know, your hair and stuff like that. That stands out. So dress in a way that they (laughs) do feel confident. Stand out. we got enough people trying to look like everybody else out there. And then those are the people that I go up to because I'm inspired by you and I want to hear more about your story as a part of it. So, you know, without that, I'm not walking around. I never force pictures. And it's just, you know, I'm waiting for that inspiration from someone that strikes me and then the rest happens from that. So so to answer your question, yeah, when I got a girl, like, we'll take some naked pictures, but not a whole lot of... You know, hey, pictures are pictures. <laughs> Trust me. Let, I, and I'm all for naked pictures, you know? All, so anyways... <laughs> <laughs> but you're definitely taking my picture when you come to Atlanta. Just FYI, you can to bring yeah. that camera regardless. Yeah. I always got my camera on me. I just don't always be able to take it. But you cook me some of that food, we'll take some pictures. Deal. There we go. All right. So as we come to the end of our session, which I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you for coming on. Like, this was amazing. Like, literally, so many times we've stepped away from our actual topics. Just... <laughs> but um, I know both, every, we, we have all mentioned it and we all deal with it with mental health you have mentioned depression i deal with depression as well so i just wanted to ask your mental health shock self-care tips yeah i mean uh i don't really know i'll tell you this here's how i found it myself uh when i sat in my house and i waited for life to happen to me 
uh, and I was a victim or, I, you know, I was just like sad and mopey all the time. And, and, and I am sad and mopey a good amount, but it's like I had to go out and find some, some meaning to get out of my head and to just leave my comfort zone. And so the only way that I found a way to really fight depression and mental health is to find purpose, to find meaning, to find something that gets me out of bed in the morning that just lights my soul on fire and that just keeps me engaged and keeps me creating and keeps me moving because you know as artists if we don't create we die if we don't create we wither and so that's always changing but find what it is that makes you curious and what makes you just i don't care what it is it could be anything in the world but what makes you just excited these days it's hard to find people that are excited about stuff and it's like i don't give a fuck what it is that makes me excited it could be sewing or it could be puzzles or it could be i don't care what just find it and just love it and do it and just do it more and do it again and just find that and then just try to make that an integral part of your life because we got to have more than than going to work and coming home and watching netflix and scanning social media and going to sleep because that makes your whole life in 10 years yes to just find what it is but above all it's hard especially as an introvert to connect and to open your yourself up to the world around you but we all have to do it and it could be with friends it could be a family be vulnerable and just watch they will be right back with you and then you get to share your life with them we all we can't fight our battles alone we need others to help us with it And it's funny you say that because um, I did my first case study. I, I have a fear of public speaking, believe it or not. Okay. So, <laughs> so I did my first case study presentation and it was pre-recorded. Um, I was trying to find myself ways to get there because I eventually want to do a TED Talk. Yes. And my first, um, my presentation was about how podcasting saved my mental health. And right now, it, it's turning into a book. I'm writing that book. So for you to say that, find your passion, it's literally exactly how I feel with mental health and how podcasting came to play because it was COVID. I was out of work and I'm a person who constantly wants to be busy. And I was left with nothing to do. I was like, okay, what the fuck? I was constantly just drinking it. So I ended up like, okay, when somebody mentioned podcasting and I started getting excited, I reasoned. So... I feel like I was going in the down hall again, in that dark place where I didn't want to wake up, I didn't want to shower. I would just go to the fridge, get another bottle and keep drinking in bed while I'm watching some shit. And that was a life. I would have died if it wasn't for podcasting. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But did yeah. Know, did you know exactly what you were doing the first time you had the podcast? Or did you have to learn it? Did you have to go through it and like figure it out as you went? Like... Oh, I, like I did not know any shit about podcasting. You just got to start. <laughs> like literally, the first thing I did was I went on Amazon because I'm a big Amazon freak as well. I ordered the mic because, you know, I was like, I'm going to be a podcaster. I need a mic. But I literally didn't even need a mic because apparently Anka, you can record without a mic. But then I ordered that. I ordered a desk. I, I made a corner in my room. I see for, you have the glow lights too. You got the lights. The, yeah. Yes. Like, but I, I just moved right now. But before that, I had like a 
I play in my bedroom. I made a section into our office. Like I would reach there even before I was waiting for every. In the morning, I'd wake up from my bed, go sit in the corner where it was an office, and just Google and research podcasting. What join all the free classes they're offering on Instagram just to get knowledge and learn. Yeah. Then I I searched on Facebook for all the podcasting groups and joined. That's how I literally learned. Yeah. There you go. And look, it just opened up a whole different world to you that wasn't even there until you just started. Now, all these people that you met and then all these, you know, everything just opened up from you just taking that first step. That's it. Exactly. You didn't know what you're doing. Anyone constantly meeting. So. Probably scared the shit out of you that first time. But what else are we going to do? We're just going to sit there and, and give up? No, like, come on. We, the exactly. World, Everything in life is scaring. Your, your first day going for an interview, your first day at your new job, getting married going on your first date there's nothing in this life that's not scary yes well nothing but, and it's also it's okay to be scared it's okay to feel it is. it's actually an amazing thing that's how you know you're still alive and now what are you going to do with that you can either be crippled by it or you can just get stronger with it you know like and, and test it I bet you always get stronger with it always like do you know how many times I've interviewed like my podcast is miss all about a lot of interviews as well and I have fewer solo episodes than interviews. But every time I have to record an interview, even today like that, because I was like, wow, right? So when I go home and started preparing and I was getting nervous, I was like, fuck, should I cancel? Am I ready? Am I? Like, I still get the scaredness, uh-huh. but that's what jumps me and gets me pumped. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? We're going to do it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yep, yep. And look, and the look first, at it. we had fun. The first word, we just started flowing, right? We haven't stopped <laughs> it. And so it's We're like. catching up from t- 2007. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> We're back in the day. But anyway, like, it all just I came with that gotta, first cut, so. I know you got a flow, and I don't want to keep you any longer. But it's, if it's you fun. had uh, advice for either photographers or travelers or new adventure seekers, thrill seekers, whatever it is, what would you tell people out there? And then also while you do that, please let people know where they can get in touch with you, your social media, where they can find your shit, where they can buy your book and what they can look forward from you. So the stage is yours. Boy, who is this pressure? Uh, <laughs> website is hellofromastranger.com uh, Instagram is hello.from.ace.stranger. Uh, and then uh, you can buy the book straight from the website, hellofromastranger.com slash order the book. Um, everything, every penny goes to help and support this. I've never made one single penny with this entire project. Dedicated my whole life to just trying to make a difference with it. I've never made a penny with it. And so any bit of support is always appreciated, but no matter what, we're going to keep going. Um, and then... If I had any bit of advice to anybody, don't think you have to wait till you have it figured out. Don't think you have to wait till you have more money. Don't think you have to wait until someone joins you. There's always going to be a reason why you can't do something or why you think you can't do something. It all starts from that first step, that first bit, and just go and just see. You don't even know what you're capable of until you start moving, and then everything just falls into place. But the universe is kind of weird where it's not going to come and pull you out of your house and, and make you go do something. But that first time you take that step out into the world and something that scares you it's just gonna everything's gonna come in, into your path and support you on your passion so give us that love and that, that life because we need your heart we need what you can offer and on that she clears the phone on me so there you are. <laughs>
Sorry. I had, a, I had an amazing time with you, Paula. Me too. Like this was so much fun. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having fun with me. Like catching up. And now we have plans in Atlanta oh. and Monday night dinners and Zege and oh. photograph and all oh. that. But I I agree with what you said. I have um this guy called Chris. He runs Podfest, uh, where he gave me my first chance to do a case study. And he actually has a book about podcasting and he said, start ugly. Like, it doesn't matter how you start, just start the fucking shit. You can, you can only keep getting better, but you can't be perfect in the beginning. So with Boy, that... You don't know what you don't know until you... Exactly. Yourself. As long as you motivate yourself and keep going, that's it. Yeah, we all gotta find that. All right. This was fun. Thank you for joining. <laughs> oh, but thank sorry. you so much. I had so much fun. I appreciate it. This time. And, and really let's keep in touch. After all, it. you're my new BFF. I absolutely mean that, and I always will. So always connect, and I look forward to meeting in person. I really mean that. Okay. Me too. Okay. Bye. Nice to thank meet you. Okay. Shit talkers, thank you for tuning in. Talk shit with P now as a permanent home. Hoo-hoo! Make sure to visit www.talkshitwithp.com for all podcast details. Also, we now have a premium section where it hosts uncut episode videos for $9.99 a month, which will be out on Sundays, two days before episode release date. New episodes come out every Wednesday and Fridays for part two, if available. <laughs> While you're at it, Talk Shit Rip is available on all platforms and social media with the handle at Talk Shit Rip. That's Talk T A L K Shit S H I T with W I T H P. Go ahead and follow us to stay connected and engaged with me. Also, if you're feeling generous, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Raters on Spotify. You can also share a beer with me by buying me a beer on buymecoffee.com if you can't afford the premium. You can also join our mailing list by creating an account to get email updates from Talk Shit with P. Be the first on the no no. <laughs> Thank you for listening, sharing, and supporting in any way. Remember, we are on every fucking Wednesday. Let's shit talk.